I'll talk to you later. Thanks for calling me back. We on air, but I appreciate you calling me, dog. You know I know my nephew was gonna pick up. Oh yeah, nah, nah, yeah. I ain't, I ain't going, I ain't going to Dallas, man. I never thought about going to Dallas. Okay, I appreciate that, bro. Enjoy the rest of your day. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. For the record, I don't believe that Shannon Sharp is actually the uncle of Julio Jones. I don't know what that's about. There's a relationship there. That's what I know. The show is titled uh, Watson, Rogers, and Everything in Between. Just for the record, uh, today's all about the everything in between. That, you know, I, I, sat, I expected to come in and talk about um, Watson and Rogers' contract, the difference between the holdouts. And uh, yesterday, Shannon Sharp on Fox News, uh, not Fox News, geez, uh, Fox Networks Undisputed, random, apparently impromptu called Julio Jones from his cell phone and asked him a couple of hard questions. Now, he did it lightly, okay, so it's not like he grilled the guy, uh, but he did ask some hard questions in kind of an unprecedented way, too. Um, plenty of buzz already about Julio Jones being traded. Yesterday just proved that where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, Shannon Sharp picked up the phone, calls him, hey, are you coming, what are you coming back, and are you going to Dallas? You know, he just asked the question because recently Julio Jones was spotted on Twitter wearing a Dallas Cowboys uh, hoodie uh, at the airport, or it looked like an airport, I guess I don't know where it was prompting speculation that Julio Jones was destined for Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. Not the case. Uh, quickly, immediately, uh, Julio disputed this. He's not coming back to Houston, to, I'm sorry, to Atlanta, he says, and no, he's, he's not going to Dallas because he wants to go to a team that wins. Find, find the recording. If you haven't seen it, go listen. You know, I'm not going to play the whole thing here. That's theirs. Go find it and listen to it because it's interesting and it tells quite a bit. And it makes a lot of sense. I think it's a win-win deal. Julio wants to go to a team that can win a Super Bowl. And I don't think that anybody listening to this show, a reasonable person, would ever think that the Atlanta Falcons have a reasonable shot to win the Super Bowl. Hell, they don't have a reasonable shot to win their division. They don't have a reasonable shot to go, what, 8-8 eight and eight now? No, seven, seven, you can't go 8-8 eight eight anymore. No more ties. They don't have an even shot to win the division. I mean, that's just what it is. They're not going to the Super Bowl. Julio knows that. They're in cap hell. They know that. Julio just signed one of the richest wide receiver contracts in NFL history. This is a win-win situation. Julio's going to get out of here. Um, and, and it's not a new situation. Ian Rappaport re- reported middle of, last night, he says, uh, clarity on the situation between the Falcons and wide receiver Julio Jones. The All-Pro requested a trade from the organization months ago. The team has agreed to listen to offers. This is how it began and why it continues. So, of course, this is going to happen. And Julio's not going to Dallas, so that's great news. The biggest problem with the contract is, is the money, obviously. There are not very many teams that have the cap space to take on the hit. And when you look at this list, it's a very, very short list. I've got 10 teams here that maybe have the cap space to figure it out. Jacksonville, not going to happen. The Jets, not going to happen. Cincinnati, not going to happen. Denver, not winning the Super Bowl. Okay, Cleveland, first one on the list. Odell for Julio. Is that a trade? I don't know. Cleveland, we'll talk about Cleveland. Maybe there's an opportunity here. But without, the tr- without Odell Beckham Jr. being involved in the trade, which seems unlikely, 
This doesn't make a lot of sense for Julio because of competition for, for targets, of course, and general need for the team. It's going to cost him far too much money to take on Julio Jones's contract if they're not going to play him. Washington football team, the sixth. Nah, probably not going to happen. That leaves us with Indianapolis, the Chargers, San Francisco, and New England. Now, these are four viable options. And of this list, so we throw out everybody else. we got Cleveland, Indianapolis, the Chargers, the 49ers, and New England. Don't know who the quarterback's going to be in San Francisco. The Chargers are interesting. I'd never thought about the Chargers until right now when I sit on the microphone, to be honest with you. To me, Indianapolis is the clear winner here. Now that there's been speculation that he wants to go to New England, but New England's at the bottom of the list for a reason. It's not for any reason other than cap space. New England may not be able to justify spending every penny that they have in the bank for a wide receiver unless they believe that they're a wide receiver away from winning. I'd like to see him in Indianapolis. New England makes a lot of sense. Cleveland would be exciting. But again, I didn't, I didn't really, really think about him going to Cleveland until this morning. Either way, it's going to be expensive. The Falcons say they want a first-round pick, which is exactly what I would want also. I, I, I'd be shocked if they could get a second, to be honest. I, I, I think a second is plenty, and then the team that, that pays the second is going to have to also pay some of that contract so that the Falcons can get out from underneath that. I think that's the driving force here. I don't think anybody doesn't want Julio Jones on their team. I think it's just, um, you know, it's time, time to pay the bill. You know, we've been kicking this can down the road long enough, guys. It's time to pay the bill. Anyway, Indianapolis. Julio Jones to Indianapolis. That's what I'm fighting for. I'm in that corner. Uh, but but we'll, we'll watch. It's exciting no matter what. I don't know where the, this trade request came from, though. That's the, the fascinating to me. This happened kind of slowly. But it was so quiet. You know, we never heard anything about this. Now, with, with Aaron Rodgers, right, it was the exact opposite. Aaron Rodgers said he, he wants to be traded, you know. He doesn't want to come back to the team. Aaron Rodgers made it public. This is the first time we ever heard anything out of Julio Jones's mouth, and apparently it's been going on for two months. I say that, but then again, we haven't really heard much about what Aaron Rodgers has to say. It's a fascinating thing, what's happening. These holdouts are fascinating. They went from uh, Le'Veon Bell. He was the first one I really remember. You know, when you think about these, these holdouts, a lot of them were running backs. A lot of them were money-motivated. You know, at the end of their contract, trying to get a new contract. We're starting to see a, sh a trend here where key players are holding out, not for money, but for a better work environment. I think that's what Rodgers is doing, but I think that's what Deshaun Watson's doing too. And we've been unfair with Deshaun Watson. We've been very unfair to Deshaun Watson. Now, listen, hold on. If what Deshaun Watson did, if the 50-plus allegations of sexual misconduct are true, that's disgusting. And he needs some help, okay? Uh, he's not a broken man, though, I don't believe. I don't believe that he's a broken football player. I believe, I believe from some experience that Deshaun Watson was one of the greatest, greatest uh, players in football at a, at, a, at a time. He played that way. And I believe that the situation that Deshaun Watson is in now is drastically different than the situation that he agreed to be a part of. And that's where I have, have pity for Deshaun Watson. That's where I understand the holdout. That's where I, that's where I okay, I support the holdout for, Desha for Deshaun Watson. It took me, God, that was hard to say. 
That really took a lot to say that. We have this problem though, all of us, even all the way up to the news. These talking heads are so in line with these billionaire owners. Step back and look at the players. Look at the guys that make football exciting in the first place. I don't watch the Dallas Cowboys because of Jerry Jones. I watch them because of Dak Prescott. I watch them because of Zeke Elliott, right? So let's step back and figure out what's going on here because Deshaun Watson is well within, I mean, this makes complete sense. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Deshaun Watson signs a big contract, right? Now, and then he, he steps onto the ride, right? They strap him in, they lower the bar, they lock it in, and they push the button. And you've, you've, you've climbed into the car, buddy. There's no stopping this train now. You remember being a kid? I was a kid once. I remember terrified of the log ride. It was a small local amusement park. Not small, but, you know, relatively small, not Six Flags or anything like that. Um, and I remember being on this log ride, and I could see the hill that I was about to go up, and I just completely lost it. Only kid on the, only kid on the ride at the time turned around, and my grandma begged her to stop it. Begged her to stop the ride. Obviously, she could not. That's what's happening here. That's, that's exactly what's happening here. The difference is we, Deshaun Watson didn't sign up for the drop-off. He didn't sign up for Bill O'Brien to trade away his best players, to acquire other good players, but to overpay for them, to put them in a situation where they came into the draft with only one pick or two picks. I mean, what was it? A third-round pick was their first pick in the draft this year, guys? This, to this team is clearly headed in the wrong direction. And I don't see a reason why Deshaun Watson shouldn't be able to say, hey, stop this train. I, I, I'm out, guys. I'm not doing this. I posted a poll on Twitter. It was actually pretty encouraging. A three-part poll. Did it about midnight last night. Are you mad at Julio Jones for wanting to be traded? It was yes or no. 93% said no. Are you mad at Aaron Rodgers for wanting to be traded? Yes or no. 82% said no. Are you mad at Deshaun Watson for wanting to be traded? 81%, the lowest number. 81% said no. So far and away, the majority of, the majority of us are not, you know, not upset at these players for trying, to be, for trying to be traded anymore. I should have asked the question, are, are you upset about the holdout? Because that's a totally different question completely. But I view the holdout as a way of, how do I say, um, putting your money where your mouth is, I suppose. Because it, it's not free. It's not free to not come to practice. It's the opposite of free. Uh, it, it's clear clear that he would rather not have the money and not be associated with this dumpster fire that's in Houston. And I'm, I'm sorry to say it that way, but what's happening in Houston is just absolutely no good. And it's going to continue to be no good. And maybe one day it gets turned around again. Not so, not, not long ago, Deshaun Watson led them to lead the division. I think it was four out of five years. They're not real far removed from success, but I don't blame him. I don't blame him in one bit. Now, Aaron Rodgers is confusing. I'm trying to figure out what Aaron is so pissed off about that he says he's not coming back. I'm trying to figure out why Aaron Rodgers, who historically has been cheeky but not disruptive, I'm trying to figure out why Aaron Rodgers would tell teammates that he's not coming back in the offseason, kind of encouraging them to go ahead and, you know, look around, kick the tire somewhere else. I'm wondering how the year after an MVP season – with a significant push into the playoffs, 
I'm wondering how that guy can be so upset that he doesn't want to come back because quite frankly, there aren't a lot of situations in the NFL that are better for Aaron Rodgers than the one in Green Bay. Good O-line, decent defense, a star of a wide receiver in Devontae Adams, and yes, thin elsewhere. An effective run game, good play caller, and Aaron Rodgers clearly has control of the football. You know, you can't just walk into some other, some other team and have that same experience. It's going to be different. And, and in Aaron Rodgers' situation, I can't see a world where it's better. Would it be nice to be uh, in San Francisco? Okay, uh, San Francisco makes some sense. The, the receiving options in San Francisco aren't that much far better and greater than the ones in Green Bay. The only difference here is Aaron Rodgers goes on radio saying he likes Alan Lazard, and now Alan Lazard's been traded or cut or whatever it was. That's the part that I would be frustrated with if I was Aaron Rodgers. And Deshaun Watson has the same argument, although not the same argument as Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has earned, earned his voice. Now, that doesn't mean they should do everything Aaron Rodgers says, but they should at least acknowledge it, not cut the guy the next day. I can understand feeling like, hey, I'm the guy that, that puts this team on, on his back every Sunday night. Why aren't you listening to me? I'm out there, guys. I mean, I can understand that. But I don't, I don't see reason for that to be enough to quit. That's what we're talking about here. That's what's happening. When you're holding out, it's effectively quitting, right? Without actually quitting. It's not the, I'm never coming back. You know, it's not the spit in your boss's face and throw the coffee mug across the room and I'm getting out of here. So you get the letter that says you can never come back. That's not, that's not what he's doing. He's saying, I'm not coming back unless we do these things. I think he's serious. I don't know what things he wants. But the situation with Aaron Rodgers is very confusing to me. Because he, he, he's got plenty of money. They've made it very clear that, they're, they're, that he is the starting quarterback. And I don't think anybody has any questions. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I would, I, what I expected to happen was Aaron Rodgers to play another year or two and then to be traded. So I don't know why he's trying to force this thing before he has an opportunity to go back to the, to the AFC Championship matchup. I, I, NFC Championship, apologize. I, uh, I just am baffled by the Aaron Rodgers situation. And if anybody would like to call in, I've got a phone number on the Twitter, at HuddleUpNFL. Uh, somebody call in, because I, I, I would love to talk to somebody about this. Anyway, a big part of me thinks that all the noise with Aaron Rodgers is just that, just plain noise. I haven't heard anything from Rodgers. We've only heard from, it, from people who are associated with Rodgers. I think legitimate sources. Uh, my, my, I think the, the biggest one was A.J. Hawk on the Pat McAfee show just after the Kentucky Derby. I think that was a very telling, very telling interview. But I've heard nothing from Aaron Rodgers. Nobody has heard anything from Aaron Rodgers other than he wants to be back, he wants to be the quarterback. And he didn't show up to OTAs. Okay, so what? In the newly uh, agreed CBA, Aaron Rodgers pe petitioned, I think it was until August 1st. He didn't want anybody to show up until the 1st of August. I mean, come on. He was pretty vocal about this. He's never missed OTAs, but he never had a reason to. Now he has a reason to. Oh, and he's got the track record to say, yeah, this is why I'm doing it, because I said I was going to do it. So I don't know what to believe with Aaron Rodgers, guys. I don't know what to believe. But I do believe, I guess, 
I guess I know what to believe. I believe he's back in Green Bay, and I believe that Green Bay is a contender in the NFC again. That's what I believe. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.